Well, you may have a seat and happy anniversary, Influence Church. Wow, it is 10 years. Let's just get some amen, hallelujah in the house. Amen. Amen. Hey, you know, um, you guys can bring that stand up wherever it is. But let me just say something real quick. Um, a lot of people are visiting with us today and welcome. Maybe somebody said, hey, would you just come? There's a party at Influence. And you just said, sure. Um, and maybe you've never had a church experience like this. Maybe you're like, this is how they do church. Um, let, me, let me just say something. I just really felt this strongly in my spirit. If you need someone to contend for you, isn't this how you'd want church? If you were in the middle of a disaster or a marriage crisis or a trauma, wouldn't you want someone believing God like that for you? And you know, this church um, was birthed 10 years ago in a living room, unbeknownst to me. Um, Pastor Phil and I were at a turning point in our career, more like a crisis, and we were asking God what was our next. And we had nothing except a lot of history. And literally, I remember 10 years ago on 2-12-12, laying in bed, crying. And he said to me, babe, we got to go. And I said, I don't want to go. And he said, we have people that want to pray over us. Now, when you're hurting, you want the help. You don't want the people praying over you. Do you know what I mean? Anybody been there like, I just do it without the people? Um, and that's where I was. And we went there that night, and a group of people surrounded us and began to worship in a living room right down the street. And they began to worship, and as they worshiped, my heart just got soft. And God said, will you let me do a new work in you? I was old at that time, and I'm older now. And I remember saying, God, what do you wanna do? And people started saying, you guys need to start a church. You guys need to start a church. And after about four worship songs, as we're sitting on a stool, Pastor Phil stands up and he says, hey guys, looks like tonight we're birthing a church. And I looked at him like, who's the we? And we got home that night, no lie before God, 10 years ago, we crawled in bed and he said, what did I just do? 10 years later, this is what God did. And I'm going to set up a quick little video. So just hang with us, man. We're going to do church today. I hope we do church from now on. But like, we're just excited. And thank you. We got all, hey, you get free food when it's over. Just, you know, hang with me. Your kids get to play. Well, you're going to go to the Super Bowl. It's going to be cool. But stay here. Intentionally stay here in your mind, in your heart for just a little while. Because you're going to hear some anointed words from God. And it could be your destiny for the future. I'm telling you, God's going to drop some destiny in this house today. He truly is. So we're worshiping, and um, a couple days later, my dear friend, Janie Crager, calls me, and she said, Tammy, it's kind of weird. There was a prophetic word at Bethel Church that on 2-12-12, a church would be birthed in Southern California. And I said, who? She said his name was Sean Bowles, and he's a prophet. And I said, who's Sean Bowles, and what's Bethel Church? I didn't have a clue. And she gave us the word. And we received the word and we met Sean. 
And I want you to watch a quick little, these are his words. He just said to us when he watched it, why didn't you get me to say? I'd said it the first time, anointed by God. So uh, next time, Sean, we need you to do the voiceover. But this was his word at Bethel Church up in Redding, California, unbeknownst to us that something would happen on 2-12-12. Do you believe it? Today, you're sitting in chairs 10 years later. This was the word. Turn your eyes to the screen. There is a new season of resource provision. Call it forth. We sow greatly and it's from faith, not hope. Position your spirit. Jesus wants us to see it. He's going to release titles to buildings. I saw the date. 2-12-12, February the 12th. There is a boiling point, tipping point about to hit. It's uncomfortable to get through the heat. The fire has been turned up and is refining you to a point of beauty. You will shine with glory. There is an uncomfortable phase. It isn't warfare because it's God. He is turning up the heat. It's linked to resources. Something in you is changing and linking you to resources and default purpose. It's been a hot season. Something is going to happen. A breakthrough. You'll forget the journey in the glory you are about to receive. This is just a good word. It's something to do with the spirit of breakthrough and the release of breakthrough. Listen to me, in an unprecedented, supernatural way. Amen, so good. I think the best part of the video was Drew with hair. I mean, that got the best laughter. Well, you're gonna... I don't know if it's been a good 10 years or a hard 10 years, brother, but uh, we have watched you from the first Sunday when you fell asleep at the camera that you were supposed to be... That was his first job when we were at the theaters. So we went from a living room to an office complex the next week to El Rancho School to the theaters to a year later we bought this building. And what God did is unbelievable. And as you know, we just bought the building across the street here. So your prophetic word, Sean, which you'll come in a moment, but resources and buildings have been given. God just opened up doors and resources, and I'm sure you have a new word. I'm just going to take a brief moment. It's an honor to be here. I just want to say to you, in all of our years of ministry, we pastored over 40 years in wonderful churches all over the country. I never could anticipate what God was going to do with me in the last 10 years. I have learned to pray for people. I have seen miracles. My life has changed to be able to be a part of ministry. So I want to thank you for allowing me to pastor you and to be a part of your story and your ministry. Um, you know, we laid the groundwork for the first 10 years. And um, 
from the prayer wall to women at influence, to, to influence music, to iKids, to our missions. I don't know if you know, but we are doing more in missions right now in Anaheim than any other organization in Anaheim. And I say that with all conviction, whether it's Salvation Army, Boys and Girls Club, Grandma's House, um, Teen Challenge. What this church has birthed on missions is an outflow of the heart of this church. But I began praying and, and just wanted to share one verse with you, and I'm going to be brief because we're going to have a lot of great music and a lot of great teaching. But I, I think this is the verse I want to give to you for our next decade. I believe that God has the greatest dreams in the next decade. I believe that some of you aren't going to believe where you are going to be 10 years from today. And until you get a visual picture of it and decree it over your life, it will only be a dream. I want it to be a manifestation. I want you to be sitting in your dream 10 years from today. There's a scripture God gave me, and I just love the word of God. I think it's on the screen behind me, Isaiah 42, 9. Now, let me just say this. I'm a life coach for a living, so you're going to get a little coaching, all right? If you don't participate, you don't receive. Holy Spirit just doesn't go, oh, isn't he cute? Boom. See, Carl, Holy Spirit wants a ready heart, and then Holy Spirit goes, Boom. That means you have to listen, you have to be attentive, you put pen to paper, you put prayer to request, you engage with God. You know, unless you're just a whole wrecked up mess and then God goes, I'm just going to make a fool out of everybody and show them who I can use, then he may use you. But he wants you to participate with his spirit. Does that make sense? So I'm going to give you a verse and I want you to participate with me in it. Isaiah 42, 9, listen, behold, the former things have come to pass. And a new things I declare. Before they spring forth, I will tell you of them. This verse changed my life, and this is my next 10-year dream for the next decade. And I'm going to show you three parts that if you put this to your marriage, if you put this to your job, if you put this to your family, if you put this to your ministry, it'll change your life. Number one, behold, the former things have come to pass. As Pastor Phil and I got up this morning, we were sober one. We just started praying together and listing all the things that God has done in the last 10 years. Unbelievable things, as you just saw in the video. The first thing you have to do is thank God for what he's done. We are such an entitled group of people that we just want more and more and more. This scripture says, thank God for what he's already done. What does the scripture say? Behold, the former things have come to pass. This marriage right here, look at you two kissy-poo, you're still newlyweds. All right, that happened in this church. Amen? All right, are you listening to me? Things happen when God's around. Now listen, right now I want you to begin to make a list of what he's already done. The miracles he's given you, the faith he's given you, the things he's done for you. Too often we forget to account the good things of God. And I sat down with pen to paper and felt convicted that it had been so long since I made my thank you list. All I can do is ask God, take care of this, heal this person, help that marriage, give us more, grow the church, give us the building. And God's going, you've forgotten the former things, baby girl. If you look at the former things, then you're going to be able to receive the latter things better. Make a list right now. Make a list of what he's given you. Right now, make a list. Thank God. So we thank God for this building. We thank God for women of influence and how we're changing lives. iKids, music, all the things that God's done in this house. Write them down and look at them and defy the enemy. Nothing makes the enemy matter than you remind the enemy what God's done in your behalf. You want to beat the enemy? Remind him what God's already done. He wants to tell you what God hasn't done. 
Uh-huh. Let me tell you what he has done. If you start recounting the things that he's done, you put him back in his box. Number two, what I think you've got to do, all things declare and new things I declare. That's the second part of the verse. And new things. Now, this is going to be so good if you'll do this. And, man, I'm going to show you I've been doing it. So much is happening. I think I realize I'm getting older. And so, like, if I have all I want to do, i got a lot to do in the next decade of my life. And so I'm sowing lots of seed. And new things I declare. Now, listen, number two, get a fresh vision. Get a fresh vision. God told me, I've given you everything you asked me for. What's your next vision? Are you listening to me? We got this building your people are healed, marriages are saved, people have gotten pregnant who've been trying, and maybe some who haven't, um, but, you know, that's part of the story too. God is working. Okay, you with me? So here's what he said to me. What's your new vision, Tammy? What's your new vision, Tammy? What does he say? And new things I declare. Now listen to me. The definition of declare is to say something in a strong and confident way. That's the definition do you so know what you want God to do that it's in a sentence structure? Do you know that you are declaring? People run around, all oh, you Christians declare. What's declaring? It's believing God for what I'm asking him for. Do you so know in a sentence structure exactly what you're asking God for? That's to decree a thing, declare a thing. Marriage, family, country, heart, home. Declare what you want God to do. And then I love this next one. Listen, this is so good. Before they spring forth, I will tell you of them. Now, this is in Isaiah. This is God's word. Before they spring forth, I love you guys. Kelly and Matt met in our house too. Matt, who just sang? Yeah, he stole Kelly off our staff and married her and took her to Florida. Like, you know, if you just need a healthy relationship, God just seems to do that here. So, like, just come fish here. I mean, God's just, like, cool. But we love you guys. All right, all right, I'm just see so many of you. It's so good to see you. Now, listen, this is so good. What you have to do, it says, before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Listen, before they spring forth, I tell you of them. So I get in my prayer room. I have a prayer room at my house. I do prayer walks, and I literally ask God to show me from heaven what I'm supposed to believe him for. And you go, oh, does he do that? Yeah, he does. He'll give me something in my heart or my spirit. And you go, well, I don't get that Christianese. That kind of language doesn't make sense to me. And as you pursue him, he reveals more. You know, you're going to hear some things today and see some things that you go, that's kind of weird. Okay? It's just different for you. Okay? So don't suppress Holy Spirit when he wants to move because you're uncomfortable with something. Okay? I remember I used to go to charismatic churches, and I'm like, what are those people doing? Please stay with me. And what I did was I stifled the presence of the Holy Spirit and what he wanted to do with me because I felt confused or convicted or judgmental about someone else's behavior. Get your eyes off of someone else's manifestation and get your eyes on Jesus. Okay? Because he wants to work and he wants to move. He wants to do something fresh in you. All right? Seriously, God is supernatural if you don't know that about God. All right? We're physical. He's supernatural. So things are going to happen in a spirit realm different than they happen in the physical realm. Does that make sense? Okay, so before they spring forth, I tell you them, listen, sow new seed. Sow new seed. So this is what I want to ask you. If you don't go home with anything else, I pray that you go home with a coaching session today. That you're going to recount the things God's done, Trey and McCall. You're going to recount that he brought you two together and he restored your hearts. And that he's got anointing over you too.
if you receive it. You're going to recall what God has done. Don't miss what God's doing and go, wow, it was a coincidence. God's working. God's manifesting. So he works. He's going to spring forth. Now listen, sow seed. Seed is being sown for the next decade. So there is good seed on good soil in this house. There has been fasting. How many of you just finished the fast with us this week? Amen. We did a 21-day church-wide fast. If you'd like to pick up the book, uh, we have it outside. I, it's just a great way to spend 21 days getting to know the name, names of God. But we just finished a fast for what? Breakthrough and power. For revival. What we're calling forth God to do. Now, I like to just kind of give you a little visual because this is what God does with me. So I have a little slide up here. The first thing you do is you have to get a picture of the seed, right? So what's your seed? So for me, I've got some carrots here. I'm going to give these to my daughter because she's got a garden. And I'm going to say, Jen, I want you to plant these seeds, okay, baby girl? So I want you to plant these seeds in your garden. Now, I bought these seeds believing by faith in several months I'm going to have the manifestation of the seed. And this is how she hands them to me. I had to go buy these so they would look like what she gives to me. Right? So you would see. So in my mind, I have the seed. Right now, I'm praying specifically for three things. One's a physical healing, and then two other things. I, in my mind, see them healed. I see my little precious person I'm praying for running and laughing and completely healed. So we sow the seed. Then what do we do? Then you start to see a little bit of the evidence of the seed, the next slide. And you start to get some hope. But it's not until you, next slide, enjoy the seed that you know that God's worked. Are you, are you with me on this? So everyone in this house, whether you're a part of Influence Church or I know I just met some, a really sweet couple that they just happened to be visiting today. And they're like, whoa, um, welcome to our 10-year anniversary. We're so happy you're here. But maybe you're here because God wants to tell you that there's some seed to sow. Now, your seed is faith. And when you sow faith, you reap in reward. And I want all of this to tie together because a prophetic word was given over this house in October of 2011, way up in Northern California, that something would happen on 2-12-12. That was seed that was sown in a church that was manifested in another group of people, and you're sitting in the seats today. If you believe that God will do that in your life, you're going to be an Ephesians 3.20 believer. See, Ephesians 3.20 is the charge of this church, that he will do exceedingly, abundantly, beyond all that you could ask or think. If you're not receiving, let me ask you, are you sowing? Are you sowing in your marriage? And now don't give up. You get frustrated. I don't see. I don't see this for a while because God is stretching your faith. He's allowing you to pray, to exercise doubt, to fight the enemy. What if he gave us everything we wanted immediately? We would never exercise faith. We would never build a relationship. We would never question and doubt God and then run back into his arms. There is a reason that he hesitates. There is a reason that he waits because he's drawing us closer. Amen. So all I wanted to do in that brief little moment, maybe a few minutes, was take that Isaiah passage and ask you to go deep with it and ask God to do exceedingly, 
abundantly beyond. If you don't know what you want, you'll never receive anything. Amen.